Hello, friends and future friends. Welcome to Richter v. President, the podcast where we decide if I could beat up every different president. I am your host, Ryan M. Richter. I am severely allergic to all types of grass. And joining me today is Gabriel Pate, the show's resident cellular biology expert and the human embodiment of the season, Autumn. Welcome to the podcast, Gabe. Hey, Ryan. It's great to be here. Awesome. Uh, well, I'm just going to go over a little bit of a recap. It's been a while since the last episode. There was some civil unrest in this country. Um, but the rules of this are that we go over each different president. If I could fight him in three different points in his life, who would win the majority of those fights? Uh, so I went three and three last week in our first episode against George Washington. And those fights occur, one, in the prime of his life where he is at his peak physical condition, two, on his inauguration day, and three on his last day in office. So we really want to book in the presidency. We're not just trying to find out if I could beat up some Americans. It's really for the American president. Uh, so we usually go in the order, or last week we went in the order of prime, inauguration, last day in office. But I think for the most exciting fights this week, we're actually going to go in opposite order. So we will start on John Adams' last day in office. Uh, do you have any questions about that, Gabe? No, no, I don't think so. I think I'm ready to get started. Awesome. Let's fly then. Uh, so a little bit of information about the challenger in this corner. We've got John Adams, born 1735. The dude is 5'7", 150 pounds. Uh, we were actually talking about this the other day. Gabe shared a story from our eighth grade history class. Uh, could you go ahead and tell that to the audience? Uh, yeah. So, so when John Adams was elected president, he didn't like the title of, of just being called president. So he wanted something a little more official. Um, so he, he wanted to be called like his highness, his highness, uh, his majesty, the president. And to kind of make fun of him and spite him, they just called him his rotundity, which is basically just calling him fat to his face. So, yeah, he, he's not really built for speed. I, I think, you know, we'll, we'll get to that later. But, yeah, that's kind of the story behind the, his rotundity bit. At the same time, that's really rude to call anybody his rotundity. But yeah. the dude was 5'7", 150. That's not particularly rotund. No, definitely not by today's standards. I don't think, I don't think that nickname would have taken off in uh, 2020. Even by those standards, I don't picture him being a very large guy. Like he might have had a little bit of a gut, but 150 is not that heavy. Um, maybe there's some numbers that were transposed. Maybe he's actually 510 pounds. Oh, right. Yeah. It little, maybe like the, the, the recorder was dyslexic or something like that. Yeah. In that case, this fight would go a lot differently. So I'm going to assume he's 150 pounds. Yeah, I think, uh, I think that'd be best. So a bit more information about him. He did go to Harvard nerd. Uh, his dad said that he was well-knit, muscular, quick, and sure in his movements, which is just a really weird thing for anybody to say about anybody else. Uh, father about son is kind of odd, too. I know this would bode well for him in a fight, but I'm really just going to take this as the Adams were kind of weird. Uh, yeah, well, I, I don't think that that's something anyone says with any kind of confidence. It's like they're, <laughs> like they're trying to like, assure you of that. Like, hey, he's, he's like quick-knit. He's colorful in his eyes and you know he's not saying that with a lot of confidence I don't see that being said in any kind of uh with any confidence for the lad yeah the kid's 5'7 John Sr come on yeah open your eyes speaking of opening your eyes John Adams vision sucked but he didn't (laughs) get glasses until 1811 go ahead and make note that that would be after all of our hypothetical fights so 
Dude can't see. Yeah. Um, he didn't serve in the military, which is kind of strange at those times, especially for the leaders. He was the only president not to serve in the military until his very son became the first president a quarter century later to also not serve in the military. Perhaps Dang. an anti-military family? Yeah, kind know. of some weakness in the bloodline there. Yeah, I wasn't going to say it, but I'm glad you did. Okay. Yeah. To add insult to injury, John Adams went on to represent the British in the trial of the Massachusetts Massacre. Some call that the Boston Massacre. So he's really not even a home team kind of guy. No. Uh, he was inaugurated on March 4th, 1797, the day of our first fight. He left office peacefully March 4th, 1801, the day of our last fight, first fight today. Um, and then he died, I believe, in 1825-ish in Quincy, Massachusetts. Uh, do you have any other tidbits on my opponent, any history I left out? Well, it's kind of interesting because, like, if you'll notice, he, was, he died in Quincy, Massachusetts. Yeah. And John Quincy Adams is his son. So there was like this, there was like a theory for a really long time that if you were a father who became president and then your son became president, you could only die in the town that was your son's middle name. <laughs> and this was like the long, this is a really long standing theory. I mean, if you think about it, it, landed, it lasted for over 200 years. Um, and it was uh, kind of, it kind of fell on its face with the only other father son presidential duo to ever. Um, take office in the in the united states with the bush bush father sons oh daddy yeah. bush so did not die in walker he did not die in walker texas there actually is no walker texas there are 25 25 towns in the united states named walker and none of them are in texas oh shoot you did your research but there is a walker texas ranger um is there Correct. any information about whether or not george hw bush was watching that television show when he died mm, maybe you know, I'll, I'll have my people look into that, actually. Sounds good. That's actually really interesting. Uh, I hope we find something there. Um, and then a little bit of information about me. I am about six foot. Got a little bit of flack on the last episode for saying I might have been six two on my license. Don't tell the Texas Department of Transportation, please. Uh, I did bulk up a little bit for this fight. I'm sitting around 150 pounds right now. And bulk up really just means that I gained a little bit of weight during quarantine. But we can say that however we want. Uh, I did not go to Harvard. I actually went to a business school that's named after a racist car dealer. So that probably works in my favor here. Yeah, I think so. Uh, my dad would never call me well-knit or muscular because I'm neither of those, but also that's kind of weird. So we got that going for it. Let's go Richters. Uh, my vision does suck too, but unlike Adams, I got glasses in the first grade. So um, <laughs> don't be stupid. Don't wait till 1811. Like the dude is 75 or something by then yeah like what do you even need to see at that point <laughs> yeah that's when i hope i'm saying like i've seen it all and can be cool stuff he's <laughs> saying like oh i haven't seen enough like you were president dude get over yourself yeah i didn't serve either but my family's far from anti-military my grandfather was in the navy unfortunately i did learn last week that i had two great grandfathers that fought for the confederacy uh that's not the coolest it's not that bad <laughs> thanks <laughs> Um, and I am kind of hungry, to be honest. Uh, whenever I fight these fights, I am fighting as if I were fighting as I woke up today. And yeah. right now, it's a little afternoon, central daylight time, and I haven't eaten yet. That's not particularly weird, but I am a little hungry, so it might not go the best for me. Yeah. Um, other than that, let's go ahead and hop into this first fight. You got anything else, Gabe? 
I think that uh, no, I think uh, all the fight fight information I have will come out whenever we get down to the brass tacks. Beautiful. All right. So the first fight. Let's go ahead and picture it. Close your eyes if you're in the audience. We're looking. It's March fourth, eighteen oh one. This is our first fight. John Adams is a sixty-five year old man. He just lost in an election as an incumbent. He was the only president in history to do that until, you guessed it, his loser son would do the same thing in 1828. Yeah, he's really solidified himself as the Chris Bosch of the big three first presidents. And losing this election, that's a nationwide condemnation of his inability to govern. And now he's going to fight a kid with a stupid little mustache thing going on right now before he can even leave the White House. What a day, what a day for this dude. What a loser. So I'm going to go ahead and make my prediction here. Because uh, myself, on the other hand, I think this is a really easy fight. I do. This dude's not physically impressive to begin with. I don't care what his dad says. And he's 65. Um, honestly, in my mind right now, I know I'm already thinking about this fight against Jefferson next week, which is going to be a hell of a lot harder. Yeah, that's one you got focus on. But this really turns us into a textbook trap game. Like, I think Adams comes out with a lot to prove here, and I'm just not thinking anything of it. I think he embarrasses me in the first round. Like, he's got a lot of bad stuff that just happened. He lost to kind of his enemy and his vice president and Jefferson here. A lot of pent-up so, rage. A lot of it. And me, I don't even care. Like, I'm looking at him, he's 65. I'm like, okay, let's go easy on the dude. Let's save some for next week. So I'm actually going to give his rotundity round one, and he's got me on upset alert. Like, if this were on ESPN – They'd be flashing in and say, oh, no, no, we just had John Adams beat Ryan Richter in round one. What's going to happen here? Um, but what do you think is going to happen in this first fight, March 4th, 1801? March 4th, 1801. So he's, he's 65, you said? He's 65. Golly, I, I really don't think he's got a chance in this one. Like, I think you're just kind of trying to be modest maybe in this first fight. I think you do have a couple fights you might have to worry about this week, but this is definitely not one of them. I think you – I think you – wipe the floor with them this first fight god i love to hear that all right perfect so i'm one and one going into round two round two we're looking at march 4th 1797 this is four years earlier set the stage this is the 61 year old adams he just narrowly won the presidency um he beat jefferson by three or four electoral votes there were less back then um but now he's going to be stuck with Jefferson as, as his vice president because the Constitution was kind of weird then. Um, so former friend, current enemy, Thomas Jefferson, is his vice president. Long campaign. How do you see this one going, Gabe? Hmm. This one's definitely – okay, I think this one would probably be a bit of a closer fight. I still think I got to give it to you. I mean, I don't know. He's got a pretty low center of mass, 5'7", 150. Like, I would I, – mm, I think you still got it, but but by a, a smaller margin than before. Okay, when you're talking margins, like, if there were to be – if there were to – if this were to be, like, a playground fight, like, something that you see, like, seventh grade after lunch. Mm-hmm. Like, what would people like Julian say? Rogers and Chris, Chris Capes kind of fight? I don't remember any of the middle school fights, but possibly. I want to okay. know how you think that middle schoolers would describe this fight, because I'm not sure how much you think I win or lose by, or win by. I, I, would, I think given, given how excited middle schoolers are, they'd probably say that you wrecked him. OK. 
okay. but I don't know that you would actually wreck him. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I think that it would be closer than like a, a quote unquote wreckage, okay. but it, it would, it would, you'd, you'd definitely be the winner. Okay. I think you'd clobber him pretty good. So like, even like, let's take some of Jefferson's friends, no, not Jefferson, sorry, some of Adam's friends. You think they'd say like, yeah, Adam's got beat. Do you think it would be close enough to where it would be arguable? Some of them, through, because of their loyalty, might say that it was, a, you know, that it was kind of neutral. I don't think any of them would argue that he won, but but I think that some of them might argue it was kind of a draw. That sounds like a clear decision to me. I'm comfortable moving on there. Yeah, uh, and that's a fair point. I think after losing round round one in my book, I'm gonna come out here swinging big time. Yeah, I'm laying out sure. punches. I'm laying the dude on the ground. I'm doing it quickly. Immediately afterwards, I'm going to go apologize to Abigail Adams for beating up her husband, and I will thank her for her anti-slavery, pro-women's education positions. But the fight's no not in my mind. <laughs> uh, now, the last fight, I don't have a date picked out. Uh, do you have any time where you think that John Adams was in his prime? I would say, just say like mid-20s, probably about the age you're at right now. I'm not sure. When was he born? 1797? No, that's when he took office. No, that's when he was in office. is when he was born. 35. So maybe like 55, from anywhere from 55 to 60. Okay. Yeah, I'd probably say that summertime too. I think winters were rougher then. Yeah. And you think he'd just be in his 20s? Yeah, I'd, I'd say so. Okay. So I think that this is just a fight. It's not going to be too emotionally charged like the other two were. Uh, it's just going to be in in shape john adams maybe he's well knit fighting against me as i am right now uh this is where i think we're going to have to look at this on a real micro level right Um, that's why we've got a resident cellular cellular biologist on the show today i think this is going to come down to a real cell v cell kind of match um now with our weights actually matching but me being a little bit taller and also Mm -hmm. me never really getting a good grasp on mass versus weight in any of my science classes I would think that I have him beat in quantity of cells unless the atomic makeup of a modern man has just changed a lot in the last 200 years. Mm-hmm. Um, is that a fair assumption or am I totally off base there? It's hard to say. I don't know. I don't know y'all's respective dimensions. So you have to look at like surface area to volume ratio, things like that. Like when you're, con- like when you're uh, comparing quantity of cells, he might have you beat just cause he's kind of stockier probably more uh, girthy, you know, around the midsection. I think as far as quality of cells, you've got him, you've got him beat by a mile. Like I think uh, cell v. cell, you, your cells just kick his cells butt. Like one of your cells is worth 10 John Adams cells. <laughs> and, and you like don't there's, think... There's no question. And you don't think that John Adams has 10 times the cells that I do? I, I don't think... I think he might have a couple more cells than you, like maybe like four or five more cells. <laughs> Definitely not 10 times the number of cells that you have. Well, then that's the expert right there. And with that ringing endorsement, I really wasn't sure how this was going to go. But after having heard that, I know that I've got this fight. My cells are going to beat his cells. And I don't think that it's going to be close in this one, actually. Like, I think that this will be probably closer than that presidential fight. But really no emotions here. I think I'm just going to go into this, have a really sound fight. Um, I don't really understand metrics like reach and strength and stuff like that. Like I'm no expert, but I think I've got him beat. Um, Once you know the cells, you know, the cells tells, that's all you really need to know. 
shoot is that what they told you whenever you got your bachelor's yeah yeah i mean yeah i did a oh when i got my doctorate that's what i actually did my uh thesis on was cellular fighting cellular cage fighting i i I didn't know that till just now you you might be on as a recurring guest now okay um now i do kind of feel like i know how you might say this fight goes just on a cellular level but in the actual ring what do you think happens here I mean, okay, so yeah, your cells kick his cells butt, but I think you got to remember, like, he's he's tight-knit. He's, you know, he's strong. His dad has given him all these compliments. He's going in there. He's going in there confident. Like, I don't think he's just – he's not just some little little British boy you just picked up off the street, right? Like, this is John Adams, the tight-knit, fatherly-loved son. So I think I don't I think he actually could beat you in this fight. Whoa. And I don't say that I don't say that lightly, Ryan. I, I seriously think that he might have you on this one. You said you think he could, but I've got to strike this up one way or another. Is that a yes or a no? I I I think I give this fight to John Adams. I'm sorry. Shoot. Honestly, kind of disappointing. This fight ended up going four two in my favor. I had Adams beating me. As an old man, <laughs> Gabriel Pates has Adams beating me as a young man. And this goes to show you really don't know what's going to happen. That's why we don't play these games on paper. Right. It's really good to be able to get into a ring with somebody like John Adams. And it is disappointing. Uh, there are a few presidents that I thought that I would 6-0, beat them in every single fight. And Adams is one of those presidents. If I really would have gotten into the right mindset, I wouldn't have come in here and dropped two fights. That's rough. But I'm not going to get too caught up in that. This is our first straightforward win. We had a tie last week. So glad to get on the W side hello win column. Uh, And next week, we've got Jefferson coming up. That's going to be a big fight for you. It will. I'm really excited for our guest host next week. He's actually a son of Thomas Jefferson or like, not like a son of Thomas Jefferson, like he's not like James Jefferson. Right. Like one of those organizations like Daughters of the Confederacy or something. Like I think there's one for Thomas Jefferson. Sons of Thomas Jefferson. So, something like that. Sons could, of Jefferson. Sons of the Nickel. Sons of that's a good name. I'll email them if that's not what they're called already. With that recommendation. Anyway, we've got that coming up next week. But really glad to end this one. Four two, take it. Thank you so much for your time today, Gabe. Of course. Awesome. Well, that's the show. And I'll see you guys next week. And on to Jefferson. <laughs>